Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. So just about two weeks ago, I was in Israel, went to Jerusalem with a delegation of Jewish leaders. It's very interesting to see what's happening, this kind of coming together of, of Jews and evangelicals as we face common challenges, common threats. It really comes from a kind of new Marxist socialist culture that sees that God is the real problem and needs to be squashed out in every capacity. And uh, Jews and evangelicals who are deeply committed to their faith are coming together to defend their basic religious freedom rights and the principles and values that we share. So I was there first time ever to Jerusalem. Absolutely amazing place. In fact, I encourage you, you got to get there. Uh, Don Sweden, who's the chancellor of Colorado Christian University, called it the fifth gospel because everything comes alive. You're like, oh, well, that's where Jesus was crucified. And this is where they put Jesus's body. And you can go there. You can put your hands and touch those locations and all the issues, the, the city of David, the, the history, it's all there. It's a fantastic place. And, it's, it, and honestly, Israel's a great country. I was just kind of surprised by it caught me off guard. The, the, there's no wokeness there. They love their nation. <laughs> they, we were there for the 75th anniversary, and, the, and you know, planes constantly flying over. You don't see the young generations going, wow, I'm ashamed of my country. No, no, no. They love their country. They're passionate about their country. You don't have the kind of purple hair you know, brigade out there saying how horrible their country is. And by the way, I, I did a show. Uh, I filled in for Matt. Uh, done on Backbone Radio. We talked all about this. The Army can't meet their the recruitment goals anymore in this country because it, it's not shocking. You've taught an entire generation to hate their nation, and then you're surprised that they don't want to show up to defend it. That's a real problem in America. I didn't see that over in Israel. But my guest on this show, Isabel Brown, who's a contributor with Turning Point USA, truth seeker, streamer, author, corgi enthusiast, uh, she's, she was in Israel and produced this video, The Eye of the Storm, with Turning Point. Isabel, give us a little sense. By the way, you can watch this on the Salem Now Network, but give us a sense of what this project was all about. I'm so excited to hear about your first trip to Jerusalem, Jeff. Truly, it is a life-changing experience to walk through the streets of the old city, to see the church built on the location where Jesus himself was crucified and where his tomb still stands today. Uh, it is earth-shattering to understand the impact of this unique place. And I was fortunate to experience Israel as a whole for the first time in September on a trip with Turning Point USA and a group of about 50 content creators, podcast hosts, television hosts, etc., uh, so that we could have the opportunity to more clearly articulate the Israeli conflict and why the world seems to have such a slanted view of Israel for ourselves. I instantly fell in love with Israel from the moment we showed up and knew that I had to tell this story, that Israel is not this evil, apartheid, uh, religious supremacist place that people would like for you to believe that it is, particularly within the city of Jerusalem and its unique culture. So I asked very kindly my supervisor, Charlie Kirk, if I could go back a few weeks later, and fortunately was greenlit to head back in November of last year, to film a documentary specifically about the culture of the city of Jerusalem, that it's not the epicenter of conflict and anger and violence that the world would like for you to believe that it is, 
but rather Israel and Jerusalem are the eye of the storm. You have people from every walk of life learning how to live together Mm -hmm. in genuine peace and harmony, and the non-cheesy version of the bumper sticker coexists. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot to learn from this beautiful, beautiful city. So the, 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 kind of geography for people that may not know this is you have different quarters in the city of Jerusalem. So you have like a, a Christian quarter, you have a Jewish quarter, you have a, a Muslim quarter. And, and, you know, historically, there's been a lot of conflict. I mean, they, they have fought over control of Jerusalem. And in fact, you have all these kind of like little quirky little things about like, for instance, who unlocks the church of the Holy Sepulchre? Right, like a Muslim family owns the keys to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is where the where Christ was crucified and his body was laid. By the way, breaking news: Jesus was not there; his body was not there. It's, it's, it's resurrected, so uh, you, you're, you're looking at empty rooms. But um, but yeah, so the a Muslim family holds the keys to the church because you have seven or so church Christian denominations that generally get kind of feisty over who gets to have control and space and, and yeah. time and all that. So you have that component. You have the, you know, the, the Western Wall, which was the last kind of remaining wall of the, of the second temple that was built there. And, and uh, they believe that the Holy of Holies is now kind of uh, where the Dome of the Rock is. You have all of these kind of competing values and people have like serious conviction. This isn't just kind of a passing. Well, yeah, I was kind of born Jewish or I was born Christian. These are people that have, have immigrated there. That you know, it's holy land for them. They take this very, very seriously. But they all tend to get along. So, what is what what becomes kind of the the thesis of your of your video? What is the point that you show throughout your video? Yeah, we we definitely dive into so much of that back and forth tension and conflict and what you would imagine would be leading to the brink of a world war at any given moment. And I think that is the story that American media and Western media in general like to tell about Israel. When you hear about Israel and Jerusalem on your news feed, if you're scrolling through social media, if you're reading the headlines, the first things that will come up involve bombings or terror attacks, and it makes it seem like Israel and Jerusalem is this war-torn scary, unsafe place to be when that could not be further from the truth. Of course, those things do happen, just like mass shootings and terror attacks and very evil things happen in any American city, for example. Uh, But in reality, every day in this city where people are devoting their life to asking the big questions about faith, about God, about the purpose of our lives, about what we're doing here as people, uh, you watch Catholic monks and nuns walk side by side on the street with uh, Orthodox Jews and imams and women wearing burqas and hijabs, and everybody is smiling at each other on the sidewalk. And you're watching uh, Christian pastors hold Bible studies with rabbis from the Hebrew University to ask these big questions and to facilitate important dialogue. You see the Franciscan Order of Monks feed Muslim communities on Ramadan, and these are stories that our media otherwise would never tell, but are finding common ground Uh, and finding that humanity piece in one another. So we tell this story through human interest, sit-down interviews with a whole host of characters who live there in the city of Jerusalem from every religious background, every walk of life, every socioeconomic status, and it's a very cool opportunity to really get to know what Israelis are like. 
there's a real issue that our culture has to come to terms with. So all throughout the 90s, kind of early 2000s, there was this idea push that if we got more secular, we'd be more tolerant. If we got God out of the public square, well, then, you know, everybody would get along and we'd sing Kumbaya because religion, religion was the root of all this evil. And what we've seen is the exact opposite of that. As our culture has gotten more secular, it's gotten way more intolerant, right? Yoram Hazoni in his book, Conservatism Reimagined, uh, or Conservatism Rediscovered, explores this. How did we get from Berkeley free speech, tolerant, coexist bumper stickers to bake the cake, you bigot, Jack Phillips, decades of legal challenges, all of that stuff? How did we get there? Well, because we got secularized, and secularized is often more intolerant. I, I even pointed this out one time with a Denver Post reporter. Uh, he was a gay man. We were having a conversation, and I just pointed out to him, I said, do you realize that like most gay rights movements have taken place in traditionally Christian cultures? Like, You don't see gay rights movements in, in Iran. You don't see them in Saudi Arabia. It's because people of faith are generally very tolerant. We may disagree with you, but—, but you know, we, we understand that you have deeply held values, and we've gone through histories before where church traditions have fought other church traditions. And But but you, you had the gay rights movement essentially allowed to operate in generally kind of tolerant societies that had religious histories. And so people of faith are generally pretty tolerant people. And you're going to see that at this year's Western Conservative Summit. We have Yoram Hazoni, the great Israeli political philosopher, will be there. So an event hosted by a very deeply committed Christian university, a conservative Christian university, is going to allow Jews to speak. In the past, we've allowed Jared Polis to speak. We, we even, at one point, when we were celebrating religious freedom, we had on stage Muslims, Jews, Catholics, Protestants, Evangelicals, Mormons, all talking about the importance of religious freedom. So you, I do think it's people of faith who do create tolerant societies and secular Marxist societies are far more intolerant, far more angry, far more bigoted, and uh, we need to push back on that. So this year, Isabel Brown will be introducing the Under 30 Speech Contest winner at the Western Conservative Summit. So you can meet Isabel, get a chance to get your picture taken with her, uh, talk with her, network with other conservative speakers, over 60 conservative speakers, 60 nationally renowned conservative organizations exhibiting there. We even have a live mechanical bull that you can ride. I don't know if live's the right way to describe that, but we have a mechanical bull you can even ride this year at the Western Conservative Summit. So it's a great celebration of faith, family, freedom, all things West, and get a chance to meet Isabel. So Isabel Brown, thanks so much for being on the show. We look forward to seeing you in about three weeks. Thank you, Jeff. I'm going to have to challenge you on that mechanical bull this year. <laughs> <laughs> She's always fun. In fact, in 2021, we did a whole ski trip with Isabel Brown, CJ Pearson, Benny Johnson, where we were uh, t highlighting these kind of up-and-coming young conservatives. And CJ Pearson will be back this year as well. They're great friends of the Western Conservative Summit. All of these details. I mean, if you go to Western Conservative Summit, you'll see all of our speakers there. You can scroll down. Just a ton of them. Let me just go through some of these. Seth Dillon, the CEO of Babylon B, Eric Metaxas, Tulsi Gabbard, Riley Gaines, Kristen Wagner, Lauren Bobert, Larry Elder, all of those folks and more. WesternConservativeSummit.com. We'll continue to preview the summit in upcoming weeks. Until then, thank you to Kelly Michaels, The Whip. 
God bless you all, and yeehaw!